Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about feminism, feminist issues, and everything in between. Today, we are super excited because we have our third guest. We're so excited. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, I'm Katrina. I'm the blogger behind Steady Catalog, which is a mindful living in Seattle showcasing type blog. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, we decided we wanted to have you on because... I feel like blogging's an awesome industry. It's a really cool place to be. Um, I mean, the internet's where the future is going. It's a great place to communicate. And so we just thought it would be so fun to have you on. How long have you been blogging? Yeah, um, so Study Catalog is actually pretty new. I just launched it in September of this year. But previously to that, I had a second blog. Um, it was called thedemirmuse.com, which was a lifestyle and uh, fashion blog. And so I had started that when I first moved to Seattle in 2010. So seven years of style and lifestyle blogging. It's a little embarrassing to go back and look at how much your style <laughs> has changed. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, so seven years of blogging as a style blogger and then decided to pivot uh, over the summer just because I wasn't 100% in love with what I was blogging about anymore. My life and my priorities definitely shifted as well. And so you're seeing a much more true reflection of myself as a person through Steady Catalog. That's Perfect. Amazing. Do you want to kick off with how our weeks are going, ladies? Oh, yeah. Okay, Meg has some big news. So let's kick it off from the left side of the table. Yeah. Girl, I can take it from here. Oh, <laughs> you're done. You just leave the whole podcast. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Meg's update. <laughs> I totally started my new job on Monday, and I cannot believe this. I feel like Kenzie and I have been talking about it for a while. For a while now, yeah. And so then the day finally was here. Monday was here. I um, I actually love it. Good. It's kind of strange. I mean, I can't say I do love it, but I mean, I am four days in. Yeah. But I'm already, like, making connections with accounting and finance people. I'm trying to help people progress their careers. And it's already just, like, one of those things where it feels good. Go so I'm super excited. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah, awesome. Thanks so much. And so that's been my week. And then um, I've taught some yoga. I've cleaned the apartment and that's it just megan taking over the world basically over here a little <laughs> bit maybe i don't know i feel so tired well you can take a long sleep this weekend yeah for sure <laughs> katrina how's your week anything fun this week that you've been doing definitely not as crazy as <laughs> um yeah can't say there's anything really did you do anything fun last weekend or anything like that or just relax sometimes relax. oh honestly I've just been tackling all my adult chores of laundry dishes you know, like the real fun adult things yesterday Adulting I spent my fun. evening <laughs> hanging curtains with a friend oh and then yes that's adult sort of and then we got like bored halfway through and just watched four back-to-back -back episodes of property brothers on hgtv so, <laughs> so you yes. watched other people right so <laughs> a really wild wild wednesday night oh well it sounds fun to me i mean I don't know. <laughs> you know what was fun that all three of us were at even though it was a while ago was that mm -hmm. molly moon's fall tasting oh my yeah, gosh completely so okay so we all love molly moons <laughs> all three of us at this table basically yes. we talked about it a lot on this podcast but it's the ice cream place locally 
And um, the funny thing is we were talking to Katrina already to um, meet up with her for her to be a guest. And uh, Meg had bought us tickets to the fall tasting event. But we had no idea that <laughs> you were going to be there. And but I, you came up to us. Tell us what you were thinking. I was just like, oh, I'm supposed to meet you guys in two weeks. But here you are <laughs> already in person. And it was awesome. I, yeah, just did not expect to know anyone when I went. Um, I was really excited to just eat ice cream for dinner. Mm-hmm. And that's, so, that's why and, we went. <laughs> yeah, just ended up running into a lot of familiar faces in the community, and it was amazing. It was a great way to spend an evening. It really was. It was like the best Tuesday mm-hmm. ever. And the flavors were on point. And I've been back, and I got the pumpkin one. Ooh. It was so good. They apparently released them in, like, I thought they would all be available because mm-hmm. I went to them, but it's like. Yeah, it's like two to three things. every few weeks. It makes sense. But I'm excited for the apple one. Do you guys remember the yes. apple one? Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the peppermint mocha. That just tasted <laughs> like the hot chocolate from another Seattle-based coffee shop. Oh. <laughs> Don't know if I can say it. Oh, no. You can't say it competition over here. That's so funny. Yeah. I'm trying to think. This week was my birthday. Yes, oh, happy birthday. Thank you. On Tuesday was my birthday. I turned 26. Um, let's see, what else did I do this week? It was pretty busy. I feel like Megan and I have updated everyone since we filmed on Sunday, and now we're filming on Thursday of the same week. Um, but I went to therapy again, so that yes. was really nice. We were trying to, like, be open about going to therapy mm-hmm. to, like, promote mental awareness. So, um, I've been going, and it's been really relieving. And just, like, it's really, like, feels like my therapist is talking to a girlfriend because mm-hmm. she's, like, our age, and so she's really awesome. So it's been good. And then today, just here. So it's been a busy week, but a good one. Cool. Yeah. Very um, cool. But I guess we can get started. Let's um, get started. So, Meg, do you want to kick us off? Yep. So now that we know a little bit about um, your background and your blogging, we thought we would go in and do a quick run-through of some of our favorite episodes and what we've talked about on those episodes and then get your opinion oh, on Oh, awesome. Yes. Okay. So the very first episode, which the other day I went back and listened and I was like, oh, girl, it was good, but I was nervous. It's kind of like you were just thinking, though. When you go yes. back and watch your old stuff, you're like, yes. oh, my God, yeah. what was I thinking? Because yes. <laughs> back then you're like, yes, I crushed it. It was so good. And then seven years later, you yeah. look back and you're like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> On our first episode, we talked about a great um, topic, though, which was yes. women empowerment. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us about a time that a woman empowered you? Definitely. So right now in my day job, um, outside of blogging, my manager, she's actually a woman, and she was previously my mentor before she became my manager. Um, Every day I feel like she challenges me in a really fascinating way. Um, We both think pretty differently, but I like the approach that she has towards problem solving and relationship building within our partners, um, both internal to our team and externally um, from the business perspective. And so I'm the person on the team who really looks at processes and how can we work more efficiently across the board while making sure that we're still delivering for our business partners. And it actually happened this week where I had identified a handful of breaking points and really wanted to rally the team. So I had written up this document and like put in all of my use cases for where the breakpoints were with examples and strategies for how to move forward. And I handed it to her and she essentially looked at me and she was like, 
why are you giving this to me? You should just take this and run with it. Like, I really want to see um, you take the lead on things and see where it goes from there. And it's been fascinating because for me, I'm not really the type of person who would seek out opportunities like that on my own. Um, I, I need some sort of a safety net, but it's been really awesome to work with her because she pushes me in ways where I feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it also provides me room to grow. And I definitely feel like the last six months of working with her, I've grown in enormous ways that I would have never done because I'm too much of a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) That's really amazing though, Mm -hmm. to have like the person that one pushes you. And then I feel like the best bosses I ever had were also like a hybrid of a mentor that Mm -hmm. like you felt like if something were to happen, you more trust them and it's a good bond. Exactly. Definitely. Um, our next question is, so some feminists, this was one of our more popular ones, was about catcalling. Ooh. <laughs> so, you know, calling out a lady down the street, um, have you, well, one, what are your opinions of that? Do you think it's a positive or negative thing? Because some feminists don't think it's bad. They think it's a compliment. And do you have a personal story about it? Um, okay. Opinion wise, I I'm on the fence. Really? I think, yes. There you go. Honestly, there are some days when I put an outfit together and I know I feel really good about myself on the inside and I don't need that validation. But when it comes, I'm like, F yes. I know this outfit <laughs> rocks. You're like, I'm looking good. Yeah. Um, but there are definitely times when I, I question why is this happening. So my example will be this was probably in my early 20s. It was the winter time. I'm originally from Toronto, so it snows a lot. And I'm decked out in snow pants and a jacket, mittens, scarf, hat, everything. I look like the Michelin man. And I get catcalled on my way to the grocery store. And I'm just thinking like, what about this is attractive? <laughs> like I, like, yeah, like one inch of my skin is showing. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, you can see rich. this, yeah, you yeah, can see this little square on my face. And like, I don't, what do I do with this? And so I think I just gave him the finger and just kept walking, <laughs> um, which is probably not how I would react now. I would just internalize and walk away. But I think it's very, for me personally, it feels very dependent on the situation and how I'm feeling that day. There you go. All right. Perfect. Yeah, everyone has different opinions, for sure. And I believe it was episode five. We had our first guest, which was Chelsea, um, the queen of the side hustles. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> as you know. Yes. As, yes, you I know Chelsea I met Chelsea, Chelsea well. before I met um, Kenzie. Kenzie yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, she actually <laughs> my sister, which I actually didn't know. I uh, Kim just, like, mentioned how strong of a woman you were and to talk to you and so I was like okay great and then Chelsea was like yeah I know Katrina yeah (laughs) into your house I pet your cat so funny so we know that your blog is a side hustle anything else any other side hustles that you have out there uh not currently um I've had two other blogs in the past so there was my uh style blog Um, Steady Catalog, which is my current blog. But in between those two, my fiance and I actually uh, started a food blog. It was called Flour and Steel. Flour is in like the baking flour and steel to represent all of the metal in your kitchen tools. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah, uh, cooking is just something that we both really enjoyed and something that we bonded over when we first met. And so 
as two people who really love photography and love being in the kitchen, we decided, why not? Let's just see what happens. Um, that lasted for about two months until we both lost patience and waiting for the food to be eaten. We just stopped <laughs> photographing and like dug right in. And so, yep, that short-lived, but it was fun while we had it. And it was Aww. like a nice project to work on together. But cool. now mm-hmm. we get to wedding plan, I guess. Yeah, there you go. That's where it ended. <laughs> Another project, <laughs> right? Well, congrats on the wedding. That's Thank like you. Funny. And it sounds like photography is a side a side gig. Yeah. Photography's been fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's not a side hustle in terms of something that I pursue actively, but it is something that we just enjoy on the side. Um, I guess we're both collecting vintage 35 millimeter cameras right now. Wow. We have a collection of six to seven, probably seven at this point, but it's been really gratifying to just take them, shoot, and then not see anything until maybe a month later once we finally decide to collect all our rolls get them developed and have them shipped back it's been really nice it's just another way for us to slow down and not feel so constantly pressured into the hustle and bustle of day-to-day life and mm-hmm. needing to be connected at all times how do you get them developed uh, yeah, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, um, so we had started just going to CVS mm-hmm. or Walgreens because they both do, um, they both develop there. But there's a site online called The Dark Room, not a paid ad. And uh, <laughs> you just mail your film in, they'll uh, make digital scans once they're developed. So you get them in your inbox before they mail you back prints and your negatives. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's really neat. Do you know how to develop yourself? I do not. My fiance does. Uh, he does a lot of black and white photography, and wow. so he's been developing, uh, just renting time in a dark room yeah. since there's oh, no space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, there's just no space in Seattle apartments to no. have a dark room of your own, no. unless you want to, you know, throw your bedroom away and make a dark room. I don't know. You'd really have to admit, <laughs> I feel like. Um, yeah, I heard in that. In high school, we had one. Oh, really? You mm-hmm. did? Kenzie went to a fancy high school. Well, I guess I'll <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I think it was also old school where it was like still needed a dark room when the photography was being made originally at the high school. So yeah, um, it's an art to be in the dark room itself, right? Can't you like really alter the picture? Yes, um, like depending on how long you leave it in the solution. I don't know. I don't know enough myself personally, but I've seen different versions of the same photo that have been developed, and it's just trial and error or just really understanding the art of leaving your photos in their developing state. That's so cool. This is now old school photography. (laughs) Um, So do you feel like reverse sexism is a thing? Some, we were researching it. Some feminists feel like, how would you articulate it? Megan, that it's kind of like reverse sexism wouldn't exist if sexism didn't exist. There wouldn't be a dominant sex if there wasn't a non-dominant sex. That's kind of how I got from it. And then it all loops back to, oh, okay, so an example of reverse sexism is calling a guy a wussy. Hmm. Well, a wussy is then saying that a girl is powerless. So then you're also like, it's just that weird like in and out. So do you... Why or why not do you think it's a thing? Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> oof. This is a tough we question. We think it is it's a, a bit tough. of a thing. We do think it is a bit of a thing. I totally think it is a thing. I'm just... I can't 
articulate why. Yeah. But we were thinking like the real examples, like when a little boy's young. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Like, if he at all has emotion or if he doesn't toughen up about something like cries too much, you know? Yeah. Have you guys seen that punches like a girl campaign? Yes. That's that's oh, yeah. that's exactly throws what I'm like thinking of here. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Throws cool. like a girl. Yeah, Sorry. No, don't yeah. worry about it. No, but it's, yeah, we totally know. What yeah. And that definitely is a prime example of reverse sexism where, oh, okay. So you're assuming that girls suck at throwing. Mm-hmm. Therefore, your insult is you throw like a girl. <laughs> yes. Fascinating. It's interesting stuff for sure. Mm-hmm. Great. I think that that is all that we have for, those were just some of our favorite episodes that we yeah. wanted to touch on. Now we can get into the nitty gritty of your blogging career. Ooh. We want to know the deets. The girls <laughs> out there want to know. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about your previous blogs, but how did you begin the blog, your current blog, and why? Oh, the current blog. Yes. And maybe the, maybe start with the first one and then go through the whole transition. I know we touched on it. I yeah. Heard, but maybe go into some depth of sure. how your progress has gone. Yeah. Um, so I had originally started my first blog, The Demir Muse, when I first moved to Seattle. That was back in 2010. I was reading a ton of other fashion and style blogs at the time, and I figured you know what, how hard is it to just take a photo of what you're wearing before you leave for work and I don't put it on the internet. And so my roommate at the time was helping me out with the photography. It was great because our schedules were the same and so it was pretty quote unquote easy to do. <laughs> However, there is a science in posing and mm-hmm. picking your lighting and your outfits and strategy behind um, editorial calendars, all these things that I didn't think about because this was not truly a side hustle at the time. It was a way for me to garner a community within a new city um, that I had just moved to. No one tells you how hard it is to make friends as an adult. And it's so, hard. It's hard. No, we understand. Yeah, and so this was the time before Instagram, before Snapchat. Um, a lot of those social media, media platforms just didn't exist. And so my blog was the way that I connected to other people in the Seattle area. Um, Maria Seal awesome uh, woman in Seattle who has her own storefront here. I had actually been reading her blog for years before I moved to Seattle and so reached out to her um, probably a month or so after moving here and she was like, oh hey, I like didn't know you read my blog, like would love to meet up and grab coffee. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I know, and this is like years ago and so I just thought, oh that's pretty amazing that our blogs brought us together and seven years later, still friends. Like, this is the kind of community that I absolutely loved and why I continued to blog for so long. Um, Fast forward to this past summer, I had actually been struggling for, I'd say, the last year about what to do with my blog. And because I had built a community of women that I wouldn't have met without the blog, Mm -hmm. I honestly felt like if I stopped blogging, I would lose these friendships. And it's a really scary thing when you've spent all this time not only putting together content, but building relationships where the crux of it is your blog and thinking like, you know, I'm just not interested in the topic anymore and I want to walk away, but then will I still have this community of women to look towards and to hang out with? Mm -hmm. Um, It was just a scary thing to think about. And so I spent my entire summer essentially waffling about stopping the blog or 
taking my existing handle and pivoting to a new topic. Um, so between the months of June to September, if you read the blog, I had blogged very sparsely, probably once a week. And that was due to work picking up, traveling a lot, and then just genuinely not being interested in my own blog, which I feel bad about. Mm -hmm. And that was a turning point for me that made me realize this is not for me. I can't even pivot the topic right now because I'm not interested in my handle. Um, I just need a fresh start. And that's how Steady Catalog was born. So you mentioned that you said you weren't blogging a month or a lot, but then you said once a week. To me, once a week sounds like a lot. So that is not a lot. So (laughs) as context, when I had first started blogging, I was hitting probably about five posts a week. And then I moved to every other day. So Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, just to have some sort of consistency. And then... Um, most recently just once a week, although I was still pretty regular on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so it was just like the long form blogging that I was doing at a much slower capacity. And then Steady Catalog for me is a conglomeration of all the things I currently care about. Clothes, while are awesome, and I I do still wear them every day. (laughs) You do. Yeah, I know. It's kind of funny. When you tell people you stop style blogging, they're like, oh, so do you, like, are you just not into clothes? I still like them. I'll still wear them. It's just my priorities have shifted. I have now grown up. I have other expenses. I can't be as frivolous as I used to be, and I care a lot about how to save money, like investing in beauty products, Mm. finding other people in the community and cool local things to do. And I realized that I really enjoy learning and writing about it and just being a resource for other people. And that's really what Steady Catalog is for me. That sounds great. That's really amazing. And you know what? That was so brave. Um, It's hard to make those big life changes, especially when it's so hard to make friends and girlfriends, but did you find that they were supportive? Absolutely. It actually blew my mind because I flipped my blog and my handles and everything at the beginning of September. Which is terrifying. Absolutely. And at first I saw a huge drop in following an Instagram and I just thought like, oh shoot, did I make a mistake? Should I have continued style blogging? And I realized all the people that stayed were the people who had supported me from years ago. And being more embedded in the community, meeting more people from the lens of Steady Catalog and just really wanting to invest in Seattle and Seattle businesses, my audience actually grew. And it, mm. um, it's, I'm watching it now pivot to a different type of audience. Um, and it's just fascinating. Like I didn't expect to see this level of support so quickly. And I'm really excited to see where this goes. Very cool. Well, really so I am a social media non-guru. So whenever you had your Instagram, did you, you, ke- you kept That's the same. That's not true. Megan runs our Instagram account. <laughs> <laughs> you kept the same Instagram and then just changed your name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was curious if you would start a brand new one. But then it would be starting from scratch. Exactly. And Ooh. Instagram algorithms today are not what they were back oh, then. And yeah. so you just get stifled really hard if you're trying to grow from scratch in 2017 versus we back know, in the day. We, we know it, girl. We know it. That. <laughs> <laughs> that non-chronological news feed kills you every time. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely been hard. Um, I just find find it so brave of you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think it's really cool. And I find a, a community of women. I mean, it's 
it's hard. I, I like I don't know. I think that's really admirable that you all come together and I know the desire of community. That's why I was a journalist, you know, and wrote mm-hmm. it because I had a desire just to like immerse yourself in that and I just find that really powerful and cool. I just want to compliment you. Guys. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, so is it my turn, Meg? It's your turn. I got lost in that question. So for ladies that are starting one and interested in one, how do you make a profit from blogging and how do you grow your following as well? I guess those are two separate questions, but for some reason we put them as well. Uh, so back in the day before Instagram and everything, you could monetize your blog, um, I'd say in one of three ways, or all three. Uh, one of them is selling banner ad space uh, on your sidebar. So we'll say a rate at about $100 a month, you can sell it to a brand, and they just pay to have their banner up there and hope that your readers click it. Um, another way would be to seed content. Um, I guess uh, through review posts is how you would most likely see that. A brand will send a product and potentially compensate you monetarily if they chose to or if you asked for it and they agreed. Um, And then the third way would be a paid for giveaway. So it's really just bringing that exposure to your readership um, and not only having products that align with your vision but would also be interesting to convert your reader into a potential customer for a brand. Um, But today, uh, it's fascinating because a lot of people are using their social media channels like Instagram to seed additional, um, I call them ads, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a way that through third-party apps where you could tag products for outfit photos, um, and by liking the photos, you'll get an email, and all of the tagged products now show up. Um, anytime someone clicks on one and makes a purchase, you make a few cents every time. Hmm. And so the payout is not huge, Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it does... I agree from a blogging standpoint that bloggers should be compensated for the work that they do. Um, But at the same time, I understand now taking a step back from style blogging and being a consumer of my own Instagram feed that sometimes it does just feel like ad after ad after ad where people are posting these beautiful outfits but it's like this top is $50 or less and you scroll down it's like you can get these jeans they're now on sale and you keep scrolling and it's just like non-stop yeah I was not looking to buy anything today so I'm just going to close Instagram and keep going (laughs) it's true those some of them are really intense, like the brands, like the Diffie sunglasses, that brand's really intense. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. Sometimes the brands just take over. It's intense. You know who? I don't We're know. We're not sponsored by <laughs> I don't know if we follow her, Kinsey, or why, but I always see Victoria Beckham's makeup on ours. Oh, fascinating. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I didn't know even why. know that she made makeup. She makes makeup. She, it's, okay. huh. she makes makeup. It I shows up on our feed. <laughs> All right. Kins, I'm going to skip down to question four because we have already talked about why you went a different direction with your blog. So why do you enjoy blogging and what is powerful or influential about it? So one thing that I didn't know about myself when I had originally started blogging is how much I enjoy writing. Mm. It's just a really great creative outlet for me. The photography is also one of those pieces where I just need a creative outlet because I don't get that creativity in my day job. Um, And being able to do that on the side and on my own terms and in my own direction feels really empowering. I don't know if I'm, it's influential or powerful, but for me, it's been fascinating to see 
whenever I write something that seems like a resource post, it resonates really well with others. So for example, on my old blog, I actually did a two-step vintage purse restoration post. And I creeped my own Pinterest um, for (laughs) analytics this week. And it turns out this one post has been repinned over 225 times. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And so for me, like, I loved doing the research of, okay, I'm going to buy this vintage bag that looks like garbage, but I know I can restore it somehow. Doing the homework to learn how to do that, writing about it, and then putting it up there for everyone else to see and reference and I've gotten quite a bit of feedback on the post too of like oh well why did you use this leather conditioner versus something else or like oh where did you find these purses and it's just been a really great way to have dialogue and feel like I'm generating useful content I feel like we're just constantly bombarded on things like our Facebook news feeds with ads and I mean, I love cat videos, but sometimes there are just too many cat videos. And so I find myself as a content reader looking for stuff to learn about or to learn from. And I would like to give back to that pool of resources for others to learn from, too. Mm-hmm. I really like the direction. It sounds really influential. Yeah. And how do you feel like it's influential to other people, though? Like, to others, though? I hope that... My goal is just I hope that they can learn something new by reading a blog post. Um, for me, one of the most recent posts that I wrote is about a glasses store in Cap Hill. Um, you walk by and as a consumer you think, great, it's just another glasses store. There's nothing exciting happening here. But once you go in and you start talking to folks, I learned that they have this beautiful large table just in the middle of the shop with six or eight seats around and I asked oh is this like where most people end up finishing off their transactions when they're buying glasses and the sales rep essentially said "Mm, this is just free workspace like we encourage our community to come in and work alongside us we don't have yeah like we don't have desks in the back like we work out here too and so this is a free co-working space in prime time cap hill you can use our Wi-Fi, you can have our snacks, like we just want to meet the other cool people in our community. So whenever our doors are open, come on in. And I thought that was awesome and wrote about it. And it was fascinating to hear from others like, hmm, why would we pay for co-working space down the street if it's available here and they're willing to connect? Very cool. cool. Yeah. Um, is it my turn? Let's see. Do you see more positive? This is kind of a deep one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see more positive or negative things come from social media culture? Just because you're kind of in the realm of being online and putting yourself out there. Um, you mentioned disconnecting and that sort of thing. So what sort of positive and negatives are out there? Positives for sure are being able to meet other rad people. Like without the internet, without the internet, I would not be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really <laughs> yeah. true. And uh, you guys are awesome. And, <laughs> and like just all the other people that I've met from having my blog, from having a public Instagram account has been phenomenal. Like I would not have made the friends that I did um, in this city outside of like my workplace or friends of friends without it. And so for that, I'm super grateful. And that's definitely a giant, giant mark for the positive side. It's kind of forced you to go out. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. On the negatives, though, I mean, there are a lot. 
I found myself at some point just hooked to my phone. Like yes. I could not put it down. And so my fiance and I now have what we call unplugged Saturdays where we'll leave our phones in our apartments. We'll go out, we'll like meet up for coffee and just like talk about our day and be a hundred percent present. Like there are no distractions. You There's sound adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just sit there and embroider. And so, Aww. I mean, it's just like ways to disconnect and not feel like your entire life revolves around your phone or like creeping on other people mm -hmm. or just being connected at all times. And it's been really nice. Like those are the times when we have some of the most real and toughest conversations of our relationship. But at the same time, we don't feel distracted or like we have something lingering that we need to check on while we're having these conversations. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, another negative, I guess, as it pertains specifically to blogging and the blogging industry mm. is now with all of the Instagram algorithm changes, the level of competition that you're seeing across the board. Um, this isn't specific to the Seattle community or to style bloggers. Um, I just read a post this morning from this beautiful travel photographer who basically outlined all the bad habits that are being formed by people who are trying to grow as bloggers or influencers. Bad habits being having to buy followers um, in order to grow so that people will continue, not people, but brands will continue to want to work with them mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, brands want to see the large number of followers and your engagement with the new Instagram algorithm um, not showing all of the posts in chronological order and also waiting um, posts to show up in feeds based off of how much engagement they have in the first like hour of their lifespan. Um, people Did are you now know all this kids. I didn't know it. It's it's wild, and so people are now buying either real humans to do this or fake bots to like their photos within the first hour of their lifespan, so then it gets pushed out into everyone else's newsfeed. Within the first hour of a particular post? Mm-hmm. And then, like, there are things like shadow banning, which I won't get into. You can look it up, but mm -hmm. it's just fascinating, all these tricks that Instagram thinks they're able to pull off and like get around people buying their way to the top but everyone's just getting smarter there are tangential businesses popping up that are now trying to help people grow their way to the top and it's starting to just the biggest negative for me is that it's starting to feel fake and it's starting to feel very forced mm -hmm. like as someone who doesn't see blogging as my bread and butter and I don't ever intend or want to become like the next Selena Gomez in terms of followers. <laughs> I that just would be hard. <laughs> yeah, like I just can't empathize with people who um, are trying to climb their way to the top. Mm -hmm. And as just a genuine consumer who wants to support people doing really good and great creative work, it's hard for me to now decipher who's in it to win it and who's actually being authentic. Oh yeah, that's a tough that one, huh? Sense. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it definitely drives that feeling. And Facebook did that for a while, and now it's been a while. It, like, if it's been like a year, you date yourself in the social media community. But my first job out of school was being a poster for a news like website um, where I posted the social media content and wrote the articles online um, for newspaper or for not newspapers for a television station. 
and there would be algorithms that would change on a weekly basis that I would have to study just to learn. Oops. Front okay. Yeah, phone's <laughs> fine. Learn. Don't need it. The phone's fine, everyone. Uh, <laughs> no um, but yeah, the algorithm changed constantly, and we had to always keep up with it. And like, it's funny what Mark Zuckerberg's doing um, because Facebook brought Instagram. But it's like um, you can post. He like punishes also news websites because if you post certain things like like this photo, now if you like have the word like in there. Um, it'll put you down to the bottom. So it's like certain things that you post. Fascinating. And it's I did hard not to know. keep up, you know? It's like, like what the algorithm is now. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, why th- certain things do. So I try not to feel bad if like a post doesn't do well. I'm just like, whatever. It's just some sort right. of weird thing that I can't even understand honestly i don't know if i should say this but i am kins one time you posted something at a random time in the day oh no that's fine if you say this yeah and (laughs) you got like zero likes and then you text me you're like i'm taking it down because we got zero likes i was like okay and then you posted it like at a prime time and then we got like a ton of likes yeah it just like little things like that it was the exact same post it was the exact same message and it's just like this sucks that we have to think about this yeah like how does that make you feel to know that these algorithms are now gamifying essentially like when people post and like how we interact and when we interact it's hard because it's a natural human reaction like this podcast is starting from the ground up like Mm -hmm. we don't really have you know a big name out there but um we have the goal in mind to mainly just empower even if it's one woman you know even if one woman's listening and feels empowered every single week that's like what we want to do that's one life changed and that sounds like a lot like your goal with Mm -hmm. your blog and connecting with other women for your reasons and for Megan and I, it's our creative outlet. Um, but it's just like at the same time, the motivation is also there. You want people to be influenced. You want people to look at what you're working so hard on. And I think it's like a natural human reaction. So then it's like, like I always have to center myself. And sometimes I say this out loud just to center myself more. But like I tell it to Megan, like we have to keep our real vision in mind, mm-hmm. you know, and just not worry about what numbers, you know. I'm like, yeah, we keep posting. Yeah, we need to keep it in mind just because we need to be consistent for the people that are watching like even if it's one person and just not focus on it like because that's not our message yeah and Mm -hmm. maybe the genuineness will eventually reward maybe it won't you know we'll see i'm having fun though so (laughs) (laughs) and i know that we have um, a person whose life has changed megan you're chelsea's megan Mm -hmm. she always like whenever she sees us she always like oh i thought i thought it was so funny when you guys said this and yeah. so it's yeah, like well it's you know what at least one person thinks we're funny <laughs> <laughs> at least one person out there. And I think we do have one random follower so that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> yes um is my turn I it's my turn okay, cool. uh what tips do you have for women interested in starting a blog yeah i think the biggest tip that i would give is really know why you're starting a blog and follow that route. And so for me, I had to dig hard before starting Study Catalog so that I wouldn't fall into the same patterns that I did for my previous blog. Mm-hmm. It was hard because my first post got like almost no eyeballs on it. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, holy shoot, did I make a mistake? It's scary. But as I continue to write posts, at my very turtle pace speed, it feels good and really freeing. And I know that at the end of the day, this is for me and it's not for anyone else. And much like you guys, if anyone ends up finding my blog, that's awesome. That makes me really happy. But 
my end goal is to keep my own creative outlet going, still make those communities or make those connections within the community and go from there. That's really cool. Perfect. And I feel like women also support that. I've been noticing it a lot too lately. Um, Okay, so let's see. Is it female dominated dominated, or is there like positive competition amongst women or is it a negative vibe in the blogging world? I guess start with the first one. Sure. Um, I guess specific to style blogging since that's what I came out of most recently. Mm -hmm. From what I've seen, it is very female dominated, but there are a lot of male bloggers, style bloggers specifically coming out of the woodworks and like packing quite the punch. It's incredible to see what they're doing to shake up the men's style industry. Um, In terms of bloggers outside of the style space, I can't speak a whole lot to that, Um, but I did just happen to meet a handful of other local Seattle-based Um, I don't know what you would call them, like Seattle showcasing type um, bloggers, which was incredible. They were not women or they were duos of men and women, um, which I didn't even know existed. And so Steady Catalog is bringing a whole different perspective. And I'm learning as I go that there are a lot of awesome people in Seattle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) both men and women. Yeah. And in terms of the competition, It's hard to say. I mean, the whole Instagram algorithm thing is what I'll go back to. You can definitely, if you're a stats nerd like me, there are ways to create people's Instagram analytics. And so you'll see that there is at least some sort of competition where people are buying followers, people are buying those likes, et cetera. But at the same time, you need to empathize and understand what their goals are at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do want to become full-time bloggers. Can't fault them for trying to get ahead. They just need to do what they need to do. And at the end of the day, that's not my goal. And so I'll still be as supportive as I can for others. Keep your head high, ladies. (laughs) That is empowering, Katrina, I must tell you, because um, I'm going to look at things differently now because whenever I see people with like, a ton of followers and I'm like oh I get jealous and it's like no I need to look at it from another perspective and say hey they're just trying to do what they're trying to do yeah that was beautiful, beautiful. thank you for that <laughs> empowering ladies over here so last question <laughs> what has been your most empowering experience from it I know you mentioned your vintage purse earlier any Ooh, other yes. one that comes to mind that you gained yeah oh. some storefronts Honestly, I think it's being able to do what I like to do that I'm not technically trained for. Mm. And so my background and like what I studied in university is not at all related to the blog. I didn't learn photography from school. I didn't learn how to write from school. It's just stuff that I genuinely enjoy dabbling in and learning from continuously. It's kind of cool to see that brands have reached out and wanted to work together in the past. And for me, it's a bit validating that like, oh, you think I have this skill that I like didn't know that I had either, but (laughs) But you you do cool stuff. And like, I think I do cool stuff. So I like, I'm really flattered that you even want to entertain this idea of working together. And I think that's really empowering to now have that confidence to move forward and say, yeah, I I can do this thing that no one else thought that I could do, Mm -hmm. but worked hard enough and got there. Very cool. You gonna be chills on that one? <laughs> <laughs> um, Meg, we forgot to find a quote. 
We totally forgot oh, to we'll find the quote. Past, while Megan's finding the quote for us, um, oh, I'll start I'm from my end. Put on this I'm us time. Um, so we'll start from my end of we say we wrap it up with a positive thing of this past week, but then we say something we're kind of looking forward to, or in general that's positive in our lives that we're happy about, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Um, I guess my positive for this week is I'm going to Texas, which is where I'm from this weekend. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing my family and friends and one of my good childhood friends getting married this weekend. Oh my gosh. That's so much happening. So much fun. So much fun. That's what exciting. about you? Do you have a good thing this week or overall in life that you're looking forward to? Ooh. Um, oh. You, you, that's <laughs> oh yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited to be getting married. I mean, oh. For me, the wedding planning, I'll admit, it's been really challenging. I have never been one of those people who um, dreamt about their big day since they're a little kid. And so I'm struggling on the vision part, but I'm just so excited to skip the wedding part and just be married. And that's what I think should happen. <laughs> yes. For sure. Perfect. Um, I have something exciting that's happening on Sunday. Do you know the Chihuly Glass Museum? Ooh, I still haven't been. You've got, but it looks beautiful. I creep the Instagram feed all the time. You guys, y'all have got to go. go. It's my favorite spot in Seattle. I've literally been like five times. We'll go and take Instagram pictures of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, They're doing. There's this one really big room that overlooks the Space Needle, and it's clear. Like the glass, the ceiling is clear. Everything is clear. And then it has like a beautiful red orange yellow um sculpture glass sculpture on the ceiling and they're doing yoga in it stop it wait are you doing the yoga under the glass yes are you teaching it i'm not teaching it oh girl i'd be too nervous (laughs) i'd be too nervous i feel like i've tried to sign up for it twice and it sells out really quickly i got tickets not yesterday but the day before um so that could be mm-hmm. something for your blog though i just like literally like connected yes. the docs i was like one day if you go you sh- you could write a more, blog ideas, about it. more ideas more ideas <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you know how it goes though it, i mean it seems nothing but perfect so um i found a quote about a blog it's from a man but i figure that's okay usually it's from a woman but it's specifically about a blog so cool. <laughs> <There we> go. <laughs> don't focus on having a great blog focus on producing a blog that's great for your readers it's from brian clark very cool. Could not agree more. Awesome. Well, you are with the Study Catalog. Um, how can people find you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and that sort of thing? Sure. Um, I'm on Study Catalog. My blog is studycatalog.com. I'm on Instagram at Study Catalog, no spaces. And yeah, find me there and let's chat. Well, Perfect. find your ladies because she seems like she's all about our vision too, mm-hmm. where we like things to go. So I bet you would like it if you like us. Mm-hmm. Um, so follow us on Twitter too. <laughs> follow <laughs> us on everything. No shame, no shame. <laughs> okay, bye guys. Love you. Bye. bye.